Blog Talk Radio. of the cheapest meal presented by deep fried draft my name is brian bosarge i uh, got a special guest today we're going to talk lions and browns and texans oh my with uh, jeff risen we're going to get him in uh, just a few seconds i uh, encourage everybody to go back and listen to uh some episodes from the past we talked browns a couple weeks ago with pete smith we're going to talk a little bit about them again today uh we talked to joe marino formerly of ndt scouting uh uh, they got a new. He's got a new venture coming up. We'll find out about that in a few weeks. But now I'll bring in today's guest. He's the managing editor for Browns Wire and Lions Wire on the USA Today network of sites. He's a contributor to Real GM. He's my go-to guy for all things Maction. He is Mister Suns Out, Guns Out himself, Jeff Risen. Jeff, how are you doing today? It's great to be with you, Brian. Good, good to talk to you. Hey. Uh, Always, always fun talking ball with you. I love, love uh, every time I get to see you down at Senior Bowl. Missed you last year. Uh, Jeff, we're going to start out. I want to talk about the MAC because uh, nobody ever talks about the MAC, really. So, And you're the only guy well, I know that you. follows I, it. Uh, you, know I, you know I appreciate that as a, as a proud MAC grad. And I live smack dab here in the middle of MAC land. So I'm I, always up for that. Hey, I'm always I'm always down to watch some action. Uh, I love I love the fact that they put those games on Tuesdays and Wednesday nights late in the season because I mean I don't really unless they're playing a Big Ten team early in the season I never really get to see them so it's it's great to see those guys play. But we're going to talk about a uh, one particular school that has my interest this year. That's the University of Buffalo, and they've got two guys that I can't wait to see uh, continue to grow this season. Junior quarterback Tyree Jackson, senior wide receiver Anthony Johnson. Uh, Tell the listeners why they should be excited for those two. Well, it, first off, the quarterback. He is uh, everything that you liked about Josh Allen, except he can actually complete passes. This guy, he is, he's a legitimate six foot seven, uh, has a rocket arm. Uh, he actually went to high school around here. I live in, in the, the West Michigan area. He's from the Muskegon area. Uh, he can throw the ball in the air 86 yards. He did it. Did it. After his high school thing, he's he's got a rocket launcher of an arm. Just an amazing, amazing talent. He can run. He's a little bit mobile for a big guy. Uh, he, he's got just ridiculous confidence in what he can do with his arm. Uh, he, he does need a lot of work yet. There, there's still some intricacies there. He, he has uh, one of the issues that you have with a lot of, of taller quarterbacks is that he does take a very big stride into it. And if the rush is coming up the middle, there's a real problem with that. That that's something that all tall quarterbacks have to work with. So there's some things to, to that he needs to work on. But uh, man, he's a whole lot of fun to watch. And his wideout is as good as any going into this year. I think uh, he's got a shot to be a legit first rounder. Uh, and he, he was a guy that probably could have done very well in this past draft. Uh, hands, speed, power. Uh, can accelerate, can can make the first tackler miss after he makes the catch. They're 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 a very fun combo. They don't have a lot around them on that team, but uh, they they are they're quite a duo. 
any other Mac players uh, we need to get excited about this year? You know, I, I, I'm an Ohio University guy, so I'm always going to be excited. I, I'm not sold that, that either Poppy White, the, the wide receiver kick returner, or A.J. Wille, the, the oft-injured running back, are going to make it into the NFL. Both of those guys deserve shots. They're fun to watch. Um, if you're a futures kicker guy, uh, Ohio has one of the best kickers in the country, Louis Zervos. He's, uh, he's got range out to 55 yards with very good accuracy and, and kickoff thing. Um, uh, a lot of the, the big-name players uh, left. Uh, a lot of people are going to be interested in Sutton Smith, the, uh, the pass rusher from Northern Illinois. I happened to catch him at their bowl game uh, where they played Duke, and he is he, he's I, I got to say he's not more than 220 pounds playing defensive end, so it's hard to project him to the NFL. I don't think he's going to have a lot of effects. He he is the the nation's leading uh, tackle for loss and sack guy coming back, uh, and he will probably do it again because he is a ridiculous athlete. Not sure that that's going to translate all that well to the NFL for him, but uh, he's certainly fun to watch. You know, Central Michigan, Eastern Michigan have a couple guys. Uh, I'll, I'll give you a, for a, a long-term guy. The freshman guard at Western Michigan last year, Kalitro uh, is his last name. Real good player, real good prospect. That that program knows how to develop some offensive linemen. They don't have any you know premium talent this year, but uh, he, he's a guy to watch. There's there's going to be a handful of guys that wind up probably at the Shrine game. Uh, maybe a couple at the Senior Bowl. Toledo has uh, a wide receiver that uh, – actually, a couple of wide receivers that people should be interested in. Uh, it's it, it's not necessarily the best year, but uh, that sets up well for my, my Ohio Bobcats, who have still yet to ever win a conference title, and uh, this this is our year. <laughs> Good stuff there, Jeff. Got to go uh, for it, man. Like those guys got to. Uh, you're also right smack dab in the middle of Big Ten country, so I'm going to ask you a Big Ten uh, prospect question real quick. Who's going to be the better prospect, Rashawn Gary at Michigan, Nick Bozo, Ohio State? Oh, boy. Um, you know what? I think Bozo is a better football player. Gary is a freak athlete, uh, and, and he has the potential to be a very good player, but in terms of actual football IQ and acumen, right now Bosa is a much more polished player. Gary is a guy who does a lot. You know, just on on freak athletic ability, he 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 does run himself out of some plays. He doesn't always attack the right shoulder. He um, doesn't always you know have the best feel for things. Bosa, you know, with the family name and and the heritage that you're getting a guy that that is well schooled in football, uh, and he is not a slouch as an athlete either. So I, I think they're both legitimately top ten picks. I there's there's some pressure on Gary this year to pr- produce without Mo Hurst around him. Uh, they've lost a lot off that defense. There is still quite a bit of talent at Michigan on the defensive side of the football, uh, and they're going to be one of the best defenses in the country. Uh, he needs to show that he can be the leader of that rather than just one of the leaders of it, I think, if he really wants to elevate his stock. So I'm, I'm going to lean slightly to both of there, but that's no slight on Gary. Good stuff there. Uh we're going to talk about the Browns. I know you're the, the, the editor of the Browns wire there. We're going to talk about them quickly because I had Pete Smith on uh, a few weeks ago, and that's all we talked about. For We, we talked so long about the Browns, my 45-minute time allotment for a podcast, it cut us off. It cut us off. We <laughs> talked so much about the Browns. But uh, So I'll ask you one question. Uh, was Baker Mayfield the right choice at quarterback? Yes, he was, uh, and I said that before the draft. Uh, in my what what I would do mock draft, I had Baker Mayfield as the guy that I thought they should take, and at that time I didn't think they were actually going to take him. So uh, he has the right mentality. I think you've seen it. 
Uh, if you paid attention this week, you saw what he did to Colin Cowherd, sort of bodying the bodying him and, and not falling into the trap, and instead <laughs> turning it back on him, which was wonderful. And the the way that he handled it with with the poise and the you know the kind of you know I I knew what was coming. I'm I'm ready for this. That's something that the Browns haven't had a quarterback in a very long time. Uh, I I think it's it's a great fit. Uh, I also like the fact that he's not going to get rushed onto the field. They made a huge mistake last year in putting Deshaun Kaiser out there with no veteran mentor. This year they, they, they seem to actually have a plan. Uh, they got Tyrod Taylor, who's looked pretty good. He's well ahead by all accounts of anybody who's been at the camps uh, of Mayfield, so they're not going to have to rush him onto the field. That gives him time to, to develop and learn and get his feet wet and, and you know bounce ideas off the guy and things like that. I'm, I'm very excited about what Baker Mayfield can be. I, yes, I do think he was the right choice. I, I do, having said that, I did rate Josh Rosen higher, but uh, I, I'm not sure that he was the best fit for Cleveland. It, it, you know, I, I'm from Cleveland. It takes a special mentality to appreciate what Cleveland is and what you can be there. I think Baker Mayfield has that, uh, and I think most Browns fans are slowly coming around to that, uh, and this week was a very good week for, for those who, who were doubters of Baker Mayfield and, and wanted to find something to, to, to latch onto and believe in. He, he did a lot of very good work for himself this week. Yeah, I agree. I like Baker. I like the fit there as well. I'm like you. I had Josh Rosen as the higher-rated quarterback, but agree that the fit uh, seems to work out better. And I love the fit for Rosen in Arizona too, though. But uh, let's talk about the Lions. I know you're excited uh, this year. You're a big-time Lions fan. Now you're going to get to uh, to cover the team full-time. Uh, but let's talk about their draft right quick. Uh, tell me what you liked most about it and tell me what you did not like. You know, I like getting Frank Ragnow at center. I think he's a guy that had he not been hurt last year, I think more and more of the draft community would have really fallen in love with. He, he, this is a guy who did not allow a sack uh, at, at center or at guard at, at, uh, at Arkansas. And, and he's a very good fit. The only hole on the entire offense for, for the Lions in terms of returning starters was the left guard or center. One of the other, Graham Glasgow will be one. They needed to put him at one of those spots, and the other spot needed to be taken care of. Travis Swanson's gone. Travis Swanson wasn't very good either. It's a major up. I love the fact that they have rebuilt so much of this offensive line. They've invested very heavily into it. It didn't show last year because they were hurt. Taylor Decker missed the first half of the year. Uh, T.J. Lang was hurt. Swanson was hurt. They played, uh, what was it? It was 11% of the total snaps last year was played by the projected starting five. Uh, that, that included three snaps before their bye week. So that, that's that's asking a lot. So I'm very happy with that. I loved on Johnson in the second round. Oh, man. That, that was the running back that I wanted. Uh, he was actually for I projected him in my Lions. You know what I would do if I were the GM mock draft. I had Carryon Johnson there. I had him in the third round. They got him in the second. I'm okay with that because he's a great fit for what they want to do. Their running style. He he he's a such a better fit than Amir Abdullah or Theo Riddick or Zach Zenner. Um, uh, any of the, the backs who have not cut the mustard under under Jim Bob Cooter. Cooter loves to to have a static handoff. That their their base run play is Matthew Stafford running back from under center and placing the ball in the belly of a running back who's not moving. Uh, it's a terrible concept, but you know that 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 seems to be what they're sticking with. Uh, Johnson can actually do that because they did that some at Auburn for him, and I, I like that. I, I like the fact that he has some some acceleration and some some vision 
before he even gets the ball into his hand. That's not something we've seen in Detroit in a few years. So I, I, I'm pretty pretty stoked about that. I love getting Tyrell Crosby late. He's probably not going to play as a rookie. He, he's the he's going to be the the third tackle and probably third or fourth guard, depending on where they they wind up sticking with him. He's played guard primarily in, in camp. He, he, this was a guy I thought could have been a second or third round pick. They got him in the fifth. I'm very, very excited with what they can do with the office, the Oregon offensive lineman. You know, I, I would have liked to have seen maybe a little bit more attention paid to the secondary. Uh, Tracy Walker, uh, the safeties they took in the third round out of Louisiana Lafayette, good player. I think that's a little early for him, and I think it's a little optimistic uh, that, that he could get onto the field as quickly as, as what it seems like they might be doing. Uh, I liked the guy. I didn't love the guy, and, and it was a, probably a round too high for me. But uh, it, it, we've had so many colossal draft problems in Detroit over the years. Uh, it's nice to have a, a team that, that's always trying, and it seems like they're, they're taking players who fit both what the coaching staff wants and, and where, the, where, the, where the teammates around them can help them. Uh, and I, I don't think that's a, an aspect that gets talked up enough in, in the draft community. Is, are they going to an environment where they're going to have players around them that can help them develop? You know, Tracy Walker is going to lean on Glover Quinn, who is criminally underrated. He's one of the best safeties in the league and never gets talked about it. And he's been that way every year that he's been in Detroit. Uh, he's nearing the end. He's 32 years old. He's got one year after this left on his contract. Uh, they basically drafted his replacement. That's not something that the Lions have been in a position to do for a long time is to draft replacements for guys uh, who are nearing the end. They've always been patching holes and, you know, trying to, trying to fill what's, what's missing instead of planning for the future. So the, the, the subtle shift there in draft philosophy is something that it takes a little bit of time for us to get used to here. Uh, they did it last year with Tease Tabor, who didn't play. He was a healthy scratch for most of his rookie season as a second rounder. Well, now they're expecting him to start, and uh, that's that's probably the way it's going to be with Tracy Walker. So it's and Tyrell Crosby, it's 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 different, man. It's it's not something that we're used to here. Yeah, the Bengals the Bengals were doing that similar philosophy there for a few years now, but it only takes one draft. If you miss one draft, and I'm looking at you, Cedric Abwehi, Jake Fisher draft. And it can, oh, and then yeah. you're sitting a downward spiral, and then now you're playing catch up again. So, it's a, uh, it's I like the strategy, but you got to make sure you hit it right. Uh, one more yeah, Lions that, question: it, it Who's does, your favorite it does, Lions? It does put a lot of pressure on you, man. It really does. <laughs> Who's your favorite Lions player of all time? My favorite Lions player of all time. Um, my Lions jersey that I have is a Billy Sims jersey, number twenty. Uh, I got it when I was in third or fourth grade. Uh, it doesn't fit anymore. Uh, it's youth medium, and I've long since passed that. Uh, but he's up there. Um, for more recent players, I was a huge Sean Rogers fan. Uh, when His year where he was healthy and motivated was, was one of the best defensive tackle performances I've ever seen. But my all-time favorite, he's my all-time favorite football player, that's Chris Spielman. Uh, growing up in Northeast Ohio in the 80s, you better believe that Chris Spielman was a hero to me, uh, and he's done nothing but live up to it. When he went to my favorite team, uh, I, I was ecstatic uh, coming out of Ohio State. Uh, he, he was He's one of those guys that, that I tend to appreciate the athletes who are not necessarily the most glamorous, but are the guys who always get the job done no matter what the situation was. That was Chris Spielman to a T. So he, i got to go with number 54 there. 
Good stuff. Uh, you are the managing editor of Texans Wire, uh, so I got a couple quick te- Texans questions for you. I really liked uh, running back Tyler Irvin uh, in the 16 draft. Is he still a thing down there? He needs to prove it this year. He's been hurt a lot. He got hurt last year in training camp uh, and, and missed the year. He's He and Braxton Miller are fighting for the same spot, uh, and they have a couple other guys that are in there as well um, as, as sort of the the – I don't want to say slot because Miller is ostensibly still a wide receiver, although that, that appears to be going away with Kiki Kuti coming in uh, and, and Bruce Ellington just, you know, lapping the field at the, as their slot receiver. So it, they're fighting for that return special teams, you know, gadget play type guy. Uh, I give it the slight edge right now to Miller just because of his experience. He did show a little bit last year at the end of the year. He's, he is finally healthy, or at least we're led to believe that he's healthy. So, it, it's an uphill battle for Urban right now. He's got to he's got to really show in the preseason that he can handle the return gig, or do something a lot more than he has in in the backfield. He he just doesn't he he, he goes down on first contact way too much, and that that's a real problem in that offense because their offensive line, as much as they've devoted to it, is still probably the worst in the league. Uh, and if you're not if you're not a guy that can make a guy miss uh, or break a tackle, you're not going to last very long in that offense. All right, now on to a player that's near and dear to my heart, of course, uh, Jadevian Clowney, the former Gamecocks uh, star. How good can he be, and how big of a contract's fixing to be coming his way? Wow, he's he was special last year. And the fact that he was able to handle, you know, remember they lost J.J. Watt and Whitney Merciless. Those guys are both really, really good players. And Clowney, to his credit, picked his game up and elevated and proved that he can be the alpha male on the defense which is something that the Texans were waiting for um, since since they took him number one overall. He proved it last year. He, he played end. He played stand-up linebacker. He, he, was, he just beat blockers no matter when or what situation it was. He can do that again. He played all year. He, he is recovering from uh, clean-up knee surgery, and that's a little bit of a concern for a guy that, that's had microfracture surgery on that knee. Uh, that, that that's that's always the big thing now. It, it, as long as he's healthy, he's going to be really damn good. Uh, the, it, the question is, you know, will, will they have enough around him to help him where if he has an, an off game or two, they can pick it up? Because last year they didn't have that. Now they should, uh, and that takes a little bit of pressure off him. So now can he stay healthy and can he perform at the level that he did last year when he didn't have the help? Because, you know, sometimes, you know, Guys will cruise a little bit when they, they realize they don't have to be the man again. I don't think that's going to be the case with him, but there's a little figment of worry in the back of my mind about that with, with Clowney. Is he fixing to get paid? Oh, yeah. He's going to get – I actually did a – right before I, I, I turned over Texas Wire to my friend Mark Lane, uh, I wrote a thing about his contract projection. I think he's going to get um, – I think I said six years and ninety-five million, but it's going to be one of those deals where it's like it's really five years and seventy million. Uh, he's going to shoot for sixteen million a year. Uh, I'm not sure that he's going to get that because of his health. Uh, the, I, I, I believe the Texans would be smart to lock him up now because if he has another strong year, he's going to get eighteen to twenty million a year, uh, and that price tag is only going to go up. So I, I, I would like to see them lock him up now. Uh, from his standpoint, he's probably going to bet on himself to get a little bit more money, uh, and it will be all about the guarantees and the voidables and all, the, all that crap that you know figures in with the salary cap. It doesn't really matter to the player. 
so he, he's going to get paid. He will be a top five paid defensive player when he signs his contract. Uh, and there's not a chance in the world that he's going to leave Houston. All right, Jeff, uh, let's get off on. Let's talk about something a bit more fun. Uh, sports betting is now legal in states that want it. Uh, Alabama's never going to have it because we suck. But uh, I know you're a bit of a gambler. Uh, so uh, tell me one dark horse team to drop some money on to win the NFL and college football this year. Oh, the NFL. You know what? I like the Chargers for whatever reason. I was high on them last year, and they let me down. I was high on them the year before, and, and they sort of let me down. I think Phillip Rivers has one great playoff run in him. I, I know that a lot of people are thinking, oh, my God, what's he smoking? Uh, he, he's too good not to. And that defense with Bosa and Ingram uh, and then the speed at linebacker between those guys that they've got, uh, and, and their, their secondary is better than you think it is. I think they've got a real shot to do some damage. I, I also think their division is a lot lesser than most people do. I don't think, I think Oakland's going to be the worst team in the league. Uh, or, or down, I won't say I won't say the worst because I think Buffalo, uh, the fact that Nathan Peterman is beating out uh, both AJ McCarron and Josh Allen at quarterback says a whole lot about the state of the Bills right now. Uh, but uh, I, I like I like their chances to rack up a lot of wins. Uh, I, I like Minnesota as much as it pains me to say as a, a Lions fan that that's a really good strong team and I think Kirk Cousins makes them even better. Uh, so they, they're probably my favorite right now in the NFC, as much as you can say that with, with the Eagles, you know, we're ringed, uh, and deservedly. So I, I so I, I'm leaning towards those two teams, uh, college football. You know what? I just started getting into like the college football preview stuff. It's hard for me to go against Alabama, uh, especially with, with what they got coming back. Ohio state though, man, if they get, if they get quarterback play, they're loaded around them with running backs, with receivers, with linemen, uh, with guys that can play on the defense. They, got, they do have some holes in the secondary, but that's a real good team. Uh, yeah, that's that's probably where I'm at with that. Uh, Michigan, okay, I live in Michigan. I am not a Michigan fan. Uh, I am married to one, however. This is a huge year for Jim Harbaugh and, and the Wolverines. Uh, this, is, this is the year where he's got his own guys now, and, and it's supposed to turn around for him they are very heavily hyped. And there's a whole lot of people around here that think they're going to go undefeated. Uh, if they do, they're going to be, it will be on the backs of their defense. They're going to be very difficult to score on. Uh, and if they get anything out of their quarterback and, and they have a decent run game uh, and their offensive line can't possibly be any worse than it has been, they've got a shot to be a dark horse team to go with. I, w- I wouldn't predict them to do that, but it also wouldn't shock me if they did it based on their defense. Well, you get the uh, – with Shea Patterson transferring in, I mean, he was considered a uh, one of the best quarterbacks in the nation before his injury, and then he bails on Ole Miss, as well everybody should. And uh, well, so he's a – as they you know, should have. He's got to play uh, and, better and, against good teams, though. I, I, I watched I, – I went back and I watched the games that he played against good teams. He wasn't good, and that, that concerns me quite a bit. Uh, as somebody who lived through the John O'Corn transfer, I was actually at the game – at Houston, where John O'Corn forgot how to throw a forward pass, uh, and when Michigan fans got all gaga that he was transferring there, I was like, you know, to, to quote Lee Corso, you know, not so fast, my friend. Uh, I, I have that a little bit with Patterson, but he, he's definitely better than O'Corn. Well, with Patterson, I can't respect any quarterback that wears a number in the 20s, so I'm just going to uh, – <laughs> so, I'm just going to just, just, just not, not uh, respect him for that. 
So, Jeff, uh, you're you're mostly known in circles for your love of the Smoothie King, and uh, I've still never never been to Smoothie King. So, uh, if I ever do go to the one that is literally two minutes from my house, uh, what's my go- what's my go to order? What do I need to get? I am a mango steam madness guy, and you got to get the king. You got to get the full forty ounces because that'll fill you up for the day. That, that's my that's my mobile trip breakfast every year. Uh, when I lived in Houston for several years, I had a Smoothie King that I could walk to. It was about two miles away from my house, uh, and I did quite a bit. Now in Michigan, the closest one to me is like 280 miles away. And while I've been to make that road trip, I haven't done it yet. But, man, Mango Sea Madness, you got to love. Uh, the uh, Avoid their chocolate stuff. Their, their chocolate's kind of funky. It's not, not all that good. But any of the fruit combinations that you can't normally get, uh, Mango Steam's good. Uh, they do a lot of with passion fruit. They have uh, what's that called? Uh, pineapple passion is a good one too. Personal favorite. But uh, man, now you're making good. me hungry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good stuff there, Jeff. Uh, tell everybody where we can find your work. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm doing a lot of stuff for Real GM right now. Uh, you can find me there at football at realgm.com. Uh, I'm still at the Lions Wire and the Browns Wire for USA Today online properties. Uh, I still do a little bit of stuff for the Texans Wire, but probably not much longer with that. Doesn't mean I'm giving up on the team. just means that I changed hats a little bit, which is great for me, uh, living where I do and being where I'm from. Uh, You can find me on Twitter at Jeff Risen. That's R-I-S-D-O-N. I'm on there most days, most of the time. Uh, Just ask my wife. Yeah, I get the same. Uh, I get the same grief. So don't feel don't feel bad about that. Uh, Jeff, hey man, thanks for taking your time out today uh, to do this podcast. I really appreciate it. My pleasure, man. Anytime. All right, thanks a lot. That was Jeff Risden of Browns Wire and Lions Wire on the USA Today network of uh, NFL websites. Uh, great guy, Jeff Risden. I always enjoy talking football with him. He's a uh, he knows his stuff, as you can tell from just listening to that. Jeff is uh, very knowledgeable of all things of the football and uh, a man who's dedicated to the Mac as a Mac alum from Ohio U. So uh, good stuff there. Uh, we'll probably have Jeff on again sometime in the future. Cause like I said, it's just you get all kind of good information out of him. But uh, So that's going to do it for today's episode of The Cheapest Meal presented by Deep Fried Draft. As always, uh, you can follow me on Twitter, at Deep Fried Draft. You can uh, stay updated with everything that I do uh, in regards to my work at deepfrieddraft.com. I also write for wblzmedia.com and uh, theinscribermag.com. So uh, you can find some draft stuff there for me. Uh, and you can always find – you can download this podcast on iTunes, on Stitcher, or directly from Blog Talk Radio dot com blogtalkradio.com slash deep fried draft is our home there uh for this podcast good stuff today from jeff uh next week i believe we've got lined up the man uh who's all the mock drafts that you simulate uh prior to the nfl draft at fanspeak.com mr steve shoop himself is going to join us we're going to talk about fanspeak we're going to talk about what all the other stuff he has in the hopper as well as we're going to talk uh some uh Washington Redskins uh, football with, with Mr. Shoop next week. So uh, so stay tuned for that one. If you do download this podcast on iTunes, how about you give us a five-star rating and, and write a little review. Tell everybody else why you like uh, listening to The Cheapest Meal. Thanks, everybody, uh, for listening. Until next time, see you.